Ever get the sense that having a baby is like a crazy roller coaster ride where you have to brace yourself for the worst and hope for the best? Well, it doesn't have to be. Women all over the world are having great experiences in pregnancy and childbirth, and you can too. You just need to know how. Get the scoop right here on Birthing Blissfully with Ibiene Warman. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Birthing Blissfully podcast. The podcast that's all about helping you have a really good birth experience, especially if the thought of childbirth scares you right now. I'm Ibiene Warman. And I started this series because I used to be scared of everything to do with childbirth. But through a series of actions and decisions, I ended up in a position where I was able to approach my childbirth experience fearlessly by the time it came around. And I had an amazingly good experience at the end of the day. So now I want to help people like you do the same. Today's episode is going to be a bit of a lighthearted one. I'm going to be talking about how Going into labor and delivery and all of that birth-related stuff tends to be depicted in the movies and how that often differs from real life. But I'm not just going to talk about the differences and leave it there. I'll also be dropping some useful nuggets along the way to help you prepare for your birth experience. So listen out for those. If you're anything like me, Then the first time you would have seen a depiction of a woman getting to the end of her pregnancy, going into labor and going off to a hospital to have a baby would have been from TV or a movie or something like that. I don't know too many people who get to see someone go into labor in real life before they ever get to see it portrayed on a TV show or in a movie. So for most of us, TV tends to be where we get our first impression of what it's like for a woman to go into labor and to give birth. That's interesting, right? Well, I'm sure I don't need to tell you that you can't believe everything you see on TV. And when it comes to childbirth, this could not be more true. You know the scene I'm talking about, right? The one where a heavily pregnant woman is seen, you know, on the screen, and then she has like an oops moment where, oops, my water's just broke. And then all of a sudden, everyone is rushing around trying to get her to the hospital. There's almost a sense of panic. And it all gets really intense with the woman, you know, clearly in labor, breathing heavily and trying to control her pain and basically dealing with a lot of pain. And then, of course, they rush up to the hospital and all the hospital staff immediately swing into action. She's quickly taken to a delivery room. And soon enough, you see her lying on the bed. You know, she's surrounded by the medical professionals. She has maybe her husband or her mom with her. And everyone is cheering her on like, oh, you can do it. You know, push, push. And she's doing her thing. And then after a while, you know, the baby emerges. You hear a baby cry. And the baby is the cutest thing you've ever seen. And of course, there's not a dry eye in the room. Tears of joy everywhere. And I mean, all of this is going on and we have the right background music, you know, playing in the movie. You you know the scene I'm talking about. In fact, I'm sure you know this scenario better than I do because I barely watch any TV, let alone movies myself. Hold on a minute. I missed out one key part that you would have seen if you were watching a movie from the part of the world that I'm from. Nollywood! <laughs> The first thing you would have seen way before the labor and delivery scene 
would have been a scene where a woman who isn't yet looking pregnant runs to the toilet to go throw up. Throwing up in some movies is like the pregnancy test. That's like proof that a woman has a baby in her tummy. Never mind that some women in real life never throw up during their pregnancies. For instance, I never did. But it is what it is. You know, movies are just that. They're movies. So today, I'm going to be touching on about four or five different ways in which childbirth in real life is not like the movies. And honestly, you probably don't want it to be anyway. Let's go back to that scenario that I just described earlier on. The one from the movie where the water breaks. Firstly, that whole thing of the water breaking and that being the trigger for labor can be a bit misleading. Water's breaking, not necessarily the first thing that happens. In fact, it's not the first thing that happens for a lot of people. And the key thing that I want you to take away from this is that it's actually better if it's not the first thing that happens. And I'll tell you why. You want the waters to stay intact for as long as possible because they help to cushion the movement of the baby as the baby is going down in your body to emerge. Having the water, it helps to reduce the friction against your spine and just generally makes the whole process a little bit more comfortable for you as the mom and for the baby as well. So you want your waters to stay intact for as long as possible. And there are ways you can enable your body to do that. One of them being through the right pregnancy-focused nutrition. Still on the subject of waters breaking. In the movies, you tend to see the waters break and then contractions kick in immediately. Well, surprise, surprise. Waters can break and you have no contractions. In fact, I remember a friend of mine that this happened to. We were at lunch together and she seemed pretty normal. But as I walked into the house from lunch with her, I got a message from her saying, oh, my waters just broke. And I thought, wow, that's incredible. But she still didn't have any, she didn't have any contractions at the time. So anyway, she still went to the hospital and she was told by the hospital to wait 24 hours and come back if in 24 hours she still had no contractions. Those 24 hours passed and she still didn't have any. So it's not always a panic situation once the waters break, with everyone rushing around like the baby's about to appear straight away. The truth is, the baby might still be a while. And so it's best to conserve your energy and stay as calm as you can because you need your energy for what could be a longer experience before the baby shows up. Another way in which what happens in real life tends to differ from what you see on TV or in the movies is how you rush to the hospital and you get there and all the staff swing into action and usher the mom into a delivery room straight away and it's all hunky-dory. Well, in actual fact, you might hurry to the hospital and be sent right back home because you're not far along enough in active labor. I've heard too many stories of people being sent back home and having to make the trip back and forth to the hospital more than once. And I don't think it's a very pleasant experience for any mom-to-be to have, to be honest. If you can avoid it, I would say you should. The thing is, first pregnancies sometimes are expected to have really long labors. I remember when I went to the hospital, the first time, one of the questions that the midwives were asking was, is this your first pregnancy? And is this your first time coming to the hospital? Because I guess they've seen so many first-time moms, especially rush to the hospital too early, and then have to be sent back home. 
Another thing is, the medical practitioners are very aware that staying mobile is good for you even when you've gone into labor. So no one is really excited about the prospect of you just going into the hospital and lying down on a hospital bed and just staying there. So they would encourage you to try and stay mobile. Um, and if you're in a country like the UK, using the NHS, then they actually need those beds. And so you can't just come in and occupy one for an extended amount of time because someone else might need it before you do. And that's just the fact. So what can you expect? You can expect to get to the hospital and for someone to want to check how far dilated you are before anyone swings into any sort of action to try and get you into a delivery room. And if you're not far along enough in their opinion, your rushed entry to the hospital will very quickly become an exit to be repeated again later. Another thing that might surprise you is how relaxed everyone at the hospital seems to be when you get there. I think it was my mom who I heard speaking about when she went into hospital to have me. And she was all like, I'm having a baby, I'm having a baby. And everyone, all the staff were like, yes, you're having a baby. And they were all relaxed and just going through the processes without going into any sort of a hurry or a panic. And it surprised her. The truth is they see these things every day and they know the signs to look out for most of the time. They know what they're looking out for. They are very familiar with what's going on. And so it might be, even though it might be a new experience for you or an experience that you've only been through one time, it's not the same for them. So don't be too surprised or don't expect to see necessarily what you see in the movies where everyone's kind of rushing around because you got into the hospital and you're about to have a baby. What you can do to help yourself in this scenario is to get informed on the different stages of labor and the signs for each one. When you know those signs, you're better able to determine how far along you could be to avoid going back and forth to the hospital. There are several signs and indications you can familiarize yourself with so that when you do go into hospital, it's really game time. My husband and I were quite thorough with familiarizing ourselves with the different stages of labor and the coping strategies for each of them. I was that girl that didn't want to be checked several times for how dilated I was. I didn't want to hear, oh, it's only two centimeters or it's only three centimeters. I just didn't want to go through that process. The process didn't sound appealing to me. So I was very keen on avoiding multiple checks and being sent back home because nobody needs that inconvenience in the middle of contractions. Trust me. Anyway, so the point is, you can prepare by understanding the stages of labor and what to look out for. Going back now to the movie scene that I described earlier. Usually, when you see a woman giving birth in a movie or on TV, she tends to be lying down on her back, you know, pushing, doing her thing, trying to get the baby out. While in real life, there are several positions that a woman can take to give birth. She doesn't have to be lying down at all. In fact, women give birth squatting. They give birth kneeling down. Some give birth on all fours. There are all sorts of positions you can be in to give birth. It doesn't have to be lying down on your back. The more upright you can be, actually, the better it is. Gravity works in your favor and helps the descent of the baby in labor if you're able to be a bit more upright. Lying down doesn't really maximize that extra help. Lying down tends to favor the midwives and the doctors because they can see everything that's going on really easily, but it doesn't really favor you. And if you're fit enough to be in a more upright position, 
it could be something to consider doing. Research has shown that squatting, for instance, shortens the birth canal and helps the baby come out just that that, that bit quicker. So yeah, it's not always like the movies at all, and you don't even need it to be. For instance, I didn't give birth lying down, and you certainly don't have to. Finally, the last thing I'll draw a comparison with is the cute little baby you see in the movies. (laughs) Listen, you may not recognize that baby for a little while after he or she is born. Because first of all, babies come out covered in this whitish gunk. I think it's called vernix cassiosa, which I found out is actually nature's best moisturizer for the baby at that point. Unfortunately, in several parts of the world, it gets scrubbed off. But apparently, it's actually best rubbed in for the baby's skin. Anyway, your baby usually will come out covered in this whitish gunk. And then, depending on the way the baby was born, the poor thing might be somewhat squashed from the journey into the world. Let's just say, be prepared. You might not be getting handed the cutest form of your precious baby, but it won't matter at that point. And there will be tears of joy. Now that part tends to be just like the movies. All of the crying and all of the excitement and just, just you know, gratitude that this baby is born and you've gone through this process and, you know, it's all gone well. So, yeah, movies are fun, but they're just that. Movies. If you build your expectations of your birth experience around what you see in the movies, you could be in for a really rude shock. And since I'm an advocate of not just getting to the finish line, not just having a baby by any means necessary, but actually birthing blissfully. And by that, I mean birthing without fear and in a way that brings you utter joy and contentment. I'll be the first to tell you that it helps to know at least to some degree what to expect and what to do in each stage of labor so that you can approach the experience calmly and make the right decisions at every point. Please don't build your understanding of childbirth around the movies and TV shows if you want to have a good chance of having a great birth experience. Plug those knowledge gaps so that you can be reasonably calm and prepared for your birth experience and not be thrown off or surprised by how different the real experience is from what you thought. Make use of the resources you can find to educate yourself. Use the resources I share to prepare yourself. By the way, did you know that I wrote an article on three mistakes pregnant women make and how you can avoid them? Sign up on my website to get that. And if you don't receive my emails yet, what are you waiting for? They're packed full of useful information that you really don't want to miss out on. So go on over to www.ibnawoman.com and make sure you're signed up to receive them. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. To find out more and get access to other quality content, get connected at www.ibnawarman.com. That's www.ibienewarman.com.